you must be an investigator. <laughs> you must make the good news what's in front of you, meaning you must desire to participate with it. When something appears, just let it be a nudge. And if it's please accept it or not, whatever it is, if it's a painful thing, if it's a joyous thing, investigate it, dig a little deeper, pop the hood. Clarity is pop the hood, have a little look. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Today, we get to speak with James Hefner. Now, James likes to think of himself as an artist of experience. His passion is to create transformational experiences for himself and others as a way to explore what it means to be truly alive and fully alive. James is an international speaker, strategic results coach, and the founder of Weekly Wins and Losses podcast. He helps people in their journey to embrace all of life, both the wins and losses equally. He helps you firmly establish the mental and physical courage needed to do difficult things while guiding you to activate your ability to leverage the good news that lies at the heart of both a win and a loss. People from around the world find James when their way of handling losses just no longer works and when leaving 50% of life on the table is no longer an option. In this episode, we get to learn James's origin story and how he got started. I absolutely love these stories because that helped me anchor where they come from and why they do the thing that they do. So sit back and relax as we jump into this episode. James, so awesome to have you here on the podcast. Honored to be here, Janine. I think your name is pretty spectacular. When you say amazing, I'll see if I can keep your name at amazing because that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. I really appreciate that. I love my name too. It, I was uh, used to be made fun of, you know, because mm. a lot of different things rhyme with my name, like lemonade and Kool-Aid and whatnot. I was like, hey, I can tell people how to say my name now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why not? The thing that people once tried to use to bully you. It's another thing that sets you free, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's really awesome. You've been doing some amazing things. You are an artist of experience and you focus on results coaching because why not? We need mm. to see the results. We got to make sure how do you get to that? So share, you know, let's walk us through where you got started, how you got into this results coaching, how you became a coach. Mm and where you come from, what keeps you motivated. I love that. Thank you. Great questions, by the way. I'll see if I can do my, my best to remember, and I'll try to answer them in order as the way you said it. And of course, I'm setting up the expectation for myself and see if I can deliver it now. <laughs> amen, amen. Yeah, yeah, I love it. So so uh, here's here's interesting. I uh, For those that really know me well, and you know the listeners here will get to know me uh, quite well, I'll, I'll, you know, I, I am but me. Uh, I am a human being. And I'm fully raw and uh, transparent is just what I've learned to become. And so uh, let's say it like this. I once blamed myself and shamed myself for all of the inner noise, the inner not noise, but the inner signals that I was hearing. 
my son, uh, he's 15, diagnosed with high-functioning autism. I've never been diagnosed with anything, nor do I sure. necessarily think that I have what he has. But to some degree, we're all on the spectrum. And uh, I'll never forget when I was... So when you're talking, look at the camera. Look at the webcam part of the camera. I don't know if you are, if you're looking at the screen. Sorry. So that way, um, when we're repurposing the content, it's like you're looking at the audience. Sorry. Please. So I'll, I'll never forget what it felt like to finally be okay with the signals that were happening inside my brain. When I was in grade eight, my mom arranged for a speech therapist to come to mm -hmm. the school because I had a really bad stuttering issue. At least so I thought that I was stuttering. Mm -hmm. <laughs> What's interesting though, I spent about two minutes in that room with that individual. And that person said to me, you don't have a speech impediment. Your brain just thinks so fast, your tongue can't keep up. <laughs> so oh what's fascinating, I know a little while ago, this is not to put me next to personally Elon Musk, because I like who I am, or next to anyone, including you or my son, Amen, or yeah. my cat, my dog, I could care less. <laughs> okay. But let's say it like this. I know when Elon mentioned years ago that when people ask him, what's, what's it like living inside of you? And he said, it feels like there's like fireworks going off in there. And so <laughs> let's say it like this. I have, I've always had expectation and deep appreciation for letting what's happening inside of me, in my brain, inside mm -hmm. of my being, bring results or something. And I, I'll never forget when I was a child, I was raised in a home, wonderful home, wonderful parents, uh, very busy working, hardworking people. And yeah. I had I had uh, four other siblings, they're all girls, and I was kind of smashed right in the middle, I was squeezed, bookends in the middle. <laughs> and what's fascinating about this tale is my parents, um, let me just say it like this, they, I think, found traction in life through reductionism. And so when you didn't understand things, you just wouldn't respond. And and, and frankly, mm -hmm. things were so busy, they just chose not to likely make room for it. I don't think they did it on purpose or any reason other than me. perhaps it was uncomfortable for them. So it was convenient just not say anything. And so, of course, the shaming and blaming on what was going on in here, because I'd always had differing views and opinions, just got deeper. And so yeah. that that went on for a long period of time until... I was 22, 23, and I met my wife, and there was a moment when I was at her house, at her parents' house, that is, and I was standing in the foyer, and she's all a four, ten, and three quarter, and so she was standing two stairs higher than I was standing on the platform, she was standing two stairs up. Mm -hmm. And so she's about the same height I am at that time. <laughs> and I just remember I started stammering really bad. And I thought, oh goodness, like it's over. She's gonna see that I'm I'm some idiot and I can't I can't put words and thoughts together. So yeah, you know how it is. You try to create the exit door for yourself. And I've been dating for a couple months, but I'm like, you know, it's probably done. I, I you know, I'm such a loser. Like this inner talk, right? <laughs> this this un, unhelpful stuff. And uh, I turned around. And I said, I'm so sorry, Meg. And she looked at me and she says, Where are you going? I said, I'm so sorry. And she's and she looked. And she says, I totally understand what you're saying. And it was the moment. And nobody had ever done that for me. There's a moment that I remember thinking, if she understands, perhaps I understand what I'm saying too. So I began to make room for my voice again. I tried to push it out. And then I remember thinking there's other people who also understand. And so I think, you know, when you talk about uh, where, where did this, this coach come from? You know, I've always been someone that's coached myself and my brain, as you can tell. I'm always like pitching and catching and bringing nuance, not to complicate, mm -hmm. but to simplify inside of here. Yeah. And, and so then all of a sudden it was like, why would I blame myself for the experience that I actually am? I am this. And so I think the industry chose me. I like to, sometimes I say I chose the industry, but I think the mm -hmm. industry chose me. So there you <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah, did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Wow. That's something else. I mean, that's, that's really eye-opening because that outside affirmation like yes i understand what you're saying tells us okay i haven't been crazy or i'm not crazy or again not, not that in those terms but what i'm thinking is sound i think it's it's really important to have partners it's really important to have i mean human beings are not we're not an island right even even 
Tom Hanks on that island found Wilson and created another being mm -hmm. to have a conversation with. Mm -hmm. Right? So it's really awesome that, you know, she was able to see and see the person you really were. And that's why she went on so many dates with you and, you know, you're, and now, you know, your partner for, for life. Mm -hmm. So that's where you started. How, what are the next steps that you took to stay motivated and share that experience with others and find that, hey, mm -hmm. I'm doing this for myself. Mm -hmm. I'm helping mm -hmm. me. How does how did people start seeing you and say we we need that help too? Mm -hmm. You know, I think like for most of us humans, we have to go through a troubling time in life and a rather painful journey in life sometimes, not always, but sometimes for us to really etch in, let me say it like this, etch in the experience that we once had, like that liberating experience when she looked at me and says, I get what you're saying. That was liberating. Meaning I also thought to myself, perhaps I get what I'm saying at another level. Right. Yeah. And so I had a taste of that, but sometimes the taste we forget because societal conditioning or the, you know, the noise that's out there and it's so all encompassing, it seems to surround us where, you know, it squeezes out the very essence, the thing that we came back home to the experience that brought us back home. We've tend to forget these things. And so, you know, we dabble in, yeah. uh, you know, playing with what society says, be about this. And then when you are, then maybe you'll feel even better. And so mm -hmm. I dabbled in, and many people listening will probably be able to relate, in this narrative of more success you have, the better you'll be, the better you'll feel. And so let's just say it like this, throughout that journey, there's so many moving pieces. And of course, uh, you know, for the, and oftentimes it isn't just the male, but for the masculine side of the male or the masculine mm -hmm. side of the feminine, the masculine desires to bring external, right? We bring external. There's nothing wrong with it. The yeah. feminine presence often desires to bring more of the internal. That's just how it is, right? But to the degree that we build a healthy musculature to move between the masculine and feminine determines our life experience. And so there it was, and there I was, success, societal conditioning. I just remember thinking I was gathering, bank account was getting nice and fat, able to buy the things that I wanted, houses, cars, vacations, investments, different things. Mm -hmm. And then 2008 rolls around. 2008 was quite the shock. I was in the real estate industry. I own a land development, <laughs> land construction or home construction company. Yeah. So where do I get my external value from? I'm not able to bring as much stuff home or into the bank account. So you begin to question. And what I began to question is actually, you know, James, are you a fallacy? All of what you've created here, all the external that you created, what did you create it on the backs of? Yeah. You know, who informed you about this? Did, did your internal, was it a driving force or did you listen to some noise out there and then buy into that narrative. And now here you sit and you have actually no idea how to recreate this. I remember thinking, do you have an idea how to recreate this? Do you have it from within you? You see, I'm the kind of person that does everything for congruency. If I'm not consistent, I go crazy. I'm not saying I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm somebody who is focused on perfection, but let's, mm -hmm. let, let's be honest. I, I have been overtly harsh in my life towards myself. I'm bringing excellence. So that is something that I do ferociously and I love doing it. And I have a, a love-hate relationship with it, but it tends to, if I listen to one thing, if mm -hmm. I listen to when I experience pain, am I willing to accept the inner nudging? So my acronym for pain that I created, it was please accept inner nudgings. Because when you accept inner nudgings, you don't have to go through the suffering typically. It's like driving your car and that light flashes on the dash saying check engine. If we don't just stop, pop the hood and investigate what's beneath, we may miss it. Our engine may fail. And the key thing is this, when we have pain in our life, it's inviting us to experience not just the up, 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 but a bit of the feeling of down. We in mm. life, we want to win, win, win. I get it. We want to win. But how we achieve a win is fascinating because our strengths are built on so when a when a human is strongest it's built on an unshakable platform and a mindset and what is that 
that we can feel strong when we feel both insecure and secure. Yeah. When when we feel both big and small. And, and these, by the way, are not feeling this or that. It's this and that, which means at the exact same time. So at any given time, I feel really secure about something. The reality is that I have deep insecurement of it. Because anytime you action anything forward, anytime you have an idea, you ask a girl on a date, you start a business, you execute a, an investment maneuver inside your portfolio, you must leave room for the inevitable, which is the human consciousness perceives things through the survival lens. That's entry level. We can move beyond, but the first thing, so we have to attend to survival mechanism. We have to be okay with our human body taking in, am I winning or am I losing? That's how we perceive things. And often winning is what we want, so it's good. And losing is what we don't want, so it's bad. Hmm. One is right, one is wrong. And if we don't learn from the scenario that both of them, I am both right and wrong at the same time. I am both winning and losing at the same time, meaning I am gaining from all ends of the spectrum. So speaking about experience, to the degree that you stretch your experience on both sides is to the magnitude that you're going to actually onboard the feels, the meanings, the, the depth of life and what it's calling us towards. And so for me, it's please accept inner nudgings. That's pain. And what happens when you accept inner nudgings, when you do, and again, if you miss, if you bypass the stage, you're, you're hooped. Like you're going to get into learned helpless suffering. I did for two and a half years. I checked out of life. I found a way to sleep for 18 and a half hours a day for two and a half years of my life. Melatonin, taking gravel, and just not wanting to be here, but yeah. not wanting to be gone forever, but just wanting to numb out. So I tried that for a while. So again, I wasn't accepting my inner nudgings. Here's what I've come to appreciate in life. And I like your opinion on it. So even if you take this through the lens of one of your experiences in life, if we are able to, and we choose to, I'll say it like that, we are able to accept inner nudging. We have to make the choice to accept inner nudging. So mm -hmm. it's just a nudge, just nudging us to the pop the hood and see what's beneath. We don't need to get all worried. It's just like, oh, this is what's going on. And when when we pop the hood, we're going to see some reality. And reality is the good news. Fantasy play is the bad news. Yeah. <laughs> think, think of Enron. They're playing a fantasy, my friend. They created a gong show. It was not pretty, right? Mm -hmm. So... Perhaps I'll just say it like this. When you onboard and accept your, your pain as nudgings, pain creates pressure in your life. And pressure creates presence. The more pressure you're squeezed from both sides, think of a piece of coal squeezed from both sides. Sometimes in life you're like, oh, but I feel so pressed from both sides. When I came out of my story, I remember I was at a Tony Robbins Day with Destiny event and I walked into the room and he's talking about how selfish depression was. Mm -hmm. And I felt so pressed. I think I thought to myself, how is it that he's not sensitive? How, how can he not understand that I'm feeling pressed? But he just kept pressing and pressing and pressing. Another coal, another coal, pressing. The more you're pressed, the more present you become. And the more present you become, you also awaken to your purpose. Because you're present with yourself and you become aware of what's always been in there, calling you right back to your home, what you were created and given at inception. Wow. And that purpose drives you to passion, which is your rebirth into life. So pain creates pressure. Pressure creates presence. Pressure creates purpose. Purpose creates passion, and passion is the fuel we use as our rebirth, as our, as our ascension into this new world, into a new way of living. Man, there's so much wisdom out. There's so much wisdom in what you just shared. Wow. And we, we all know where diamonds come from. Mm -hmm. Intense, immense pressure. Mm -hmm. without, without pressure, there is nothing. So again, when mm -hmm. we consider this, we can observe that in a diamond. And it's interesting. We as humans, we can often go, well, that's what happens there. But for me, in this situation, this is different. <laughs> the pressure I'm feeling, no, I don't want this. For me, it was like this. I had a son, was born in high-functioning autism. Mm -hmm. The government selected me for an audit during 2008 crisis, the financial crisis. <laughs> and I had just sold a couple of homes to myself at arm's length transaction from my company internally to myself. I thought it was a fair market price. They, they, uh -huh. they deemed not. 
So I owed him a couple hundred thousand. I had the money, but of course, you know how it is. You want to put it into that investment. You're kind of, <laughs> you have yeah. your own plan on it. Yeah. You know, I had that. I had several things all coalescing together. And that, my friend, is the good news of life. We all have experiences in life where there's a moment in time when all of a sudden we acknowledge through reality that what we're facing is something greater than we've ever faced before. Mm-hmm. And we're being pressed from many different sides. It isn't just like my wife and my son, but it's like my value and how I feel, what I can bring to the world. And then I think my wife is saying this, and then my son is doing this and, and diagnosed that. And then I have the pressure of the audit. And But then there's, there's typically several things, a coalesce. And it's so lovely if we let it because they if come around it. us with such warmth. Mm-hmm. The only thing is if we label that as being, we're getting burned. We don't want to get burnt. We don't get burnt. It's like, actually, it's trying to do a work in us. It's trying yeah. to bring us not to our knees so we can surrender saying, you know what? I am nothing. But I wonder if it isn't trying to bring us to our knee and mm-hmm. say, it's not that we have to say that God is great. But I think it's trying, in my opinion, it's helping us to see and say and acknowledge that we, instead of saying like, we don't need to say God is great, but instead say, you know, God is greater than I, or a universe is greater than I. Like you begin to reckon your place. Like I am yeah. not the shit spot. I am not the right. thing, the, the creme de la creme. My friend, yeah. I am but a mere human being. I'm a, yes. a pebble of dirt. I shall mm-hmm. return to dirt. If that's where I came from, all I know is I shall return to that. Open up mm-hmm. coffin. You'll find it. It's ashes and dirt. It's what it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. And that's, I'm just, I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to see how I can even dissect that. There's no dissecting because that is the dissection. That well, is the, tr- go ahead. that is the, I mean, without all that pressure and it, it happens and it's even, it's even in, in the, in the Quran that, you will not be pressured more than you can handle, mm-hmm. right? Even in in the Bible, mm-hmm. so beautiful. You gotta see mm-hmm. it from all angles, mm-hmm. and sometimes we can't see those angles. And then we gotta reach out with somebody, talk with somebody else, like, hey, this is what I'm going through. How can I turn this around? How can I? How is this better for me? Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, uh, you know, I love that so much when you say we can't dissect, you know, I would say, well, perhaps one, you know, thank you. I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'm honored by, by, by how you're showing up at the same time for me, I'm always interested in, in bringing like what, what you're bringing now, just kind of, you know, letting that melt into the whole, what, what we're talking about here. Like, mm-hmm. so I was raised in a Christian home and you were likely raised in a Muslim home. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. And, and, you know, what I think is the most beautiful news is when we go beyond looking for good or bad, right or wrong. Like, yeah. why is it that the Christian and the Muslim have to fight? I'm not saying you and I do, Mm-mm. but why is it that it makes no sense? Doesn't. It makes no sense. You know, and then some people say, yeah, but the Muslims are extremists. And I go, yeah, but Christians can be very extremists too. Very extremists. Like, uh-huh. come on. <laughs> right? Come on. <laughs> right? It, like, the Pope is in Canada now. The Pope. Because yeah. Christ, a lot of the Christians that came over from another country and they came to like, you know, take, take this land, the Mm -hmm. natives, the indigenous people lived here. And, you know, honestly, the Christians, the Pope has now apologized to the indigenous by saying things like, I'm so sorry that we sent our people over from our countries to colonize and you and weaponizing our faith through the colonizers and trying to colonize you all toward a certain belief. Like Mm -hmm. it just isn't helpful. No. If you do right, wrong, good, bad, it's still like this. I think it's, I find it much more curious and beneficial if we become observant why, why someone shows up the way they do. Like, why yeah. do you give me the feeling of peace the way you do? Why is that? Instead of being like, oh, um, you know, I can't be his faith because he's not a Christian. So it's like, actually, you have mm-hmm. this glow about you. It just is. You have this peaceful presence and it's like, actually, you found peace instead of me being like, no, probably not through faith. You probably found it through a version of how you see the world. And faith is obviously an element in your life. Yeah. So that's the good news. 
it's the good news, right? It's the it, it's that we get to like be coexisting with others. Like, wow. That's what God intended for right? us to live in community, for us to help each other. Like that is the only reason we're here to help each other. Yeah. And when I mentioned right, find the like why is this happening to me that the people ask that question why is this happening to me mm. because maybe there's something better inside of you that's just waiting to come out and this this is the only way it happens mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you don't find a little seedling popping through concrete mm. without a miracle it's mm. because they can you know they can grow in any of those cracks because mm -hmm. that is the power of life and that is the power that's inside all of us mm -hmm. yeah and gosh janet if i think about if there's no cracks the light can't come in mm -hmm. amen right amen amen yeah it's like the Humpty Dumpty story, you know, trying to put it all back together again. It's like, I don't know about you, but there was a place in time in my life when I'm like, I ain't putting this shit back together again. Yeah, there's... I like it. I like it too many pieces. And by <laughs> the way, I like it too much uh -huh. that it's just that when I observe, instead of me going, do I want to let this light in? Does it fit the scope of the crack that I have in my life? Now it's like, oh my goodness, like, I just want to, like, I'm just here with you and I'm observing your light. Like, it just is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And the, the other thing, right, the past two years, two and a half years, whatever it's been, mm -hmm. the pandemic has helped to for us to go internal, mm -hmm. to go find that gold that's mm -hmm. inside of us. But some people still say, I want to go back to how it was. I'm like, why would you want to go back to how it was? We start anew, yeah. you know, create a new future, a better understanding, a better tolerance around people. So what if it came from, from another country? doesn't mean you're immune to it. That's right. That's right. I love that when you say tolerance, it's like people say, well, we should accept. And I think acceptance is really, really key. But I think what's really beneath it is acceptance to the exact degree you tolerate the other people tolerate is to can i actually stomach it and then acceptance i think i wonder this is just my way of looking at it. acceptance is now to not say that i will keep at tolerance but i will let that person speak to my yeah. people <laughs> like they will serve here yeah they have a place here yeah you know and they speak about something that's different you know um you know janaid when i think about difference it seems so easy to think we're on the right path through reductionism. Mm -hmm. We're looking for commonalities, right? And so even if I think about you and I, what we've been creating here, it's like we're finding a common. So it seems, it seems beneficial that we do this and, it, and it's, and it's a yeah. nice feeling. Sometimes though, to enter into spaces where we feel different can be challenging because the truth about the human consciousness is that, majority of people when they don't comprehend they can't connect or let's say it like this they choose not to connect they can they, connect but they choose not to they choose not to yeah and it's just the simplicity of how the brain tempers down into pattern thinking we're like if i don't know what you're saying if i can't connect with it or yeah. or, or if i can't comprehend what you're saying i can't connect with it yeah i think wow. the, i think the challenge in life is in areas so not I don't not comprehend what you're saying, but there's obviously areas if you and I go long enough, there'd be areas that I would have no reference for true. I would have no comprehension on none, yeah, zero. None. But if we allow that to threaten us, that's the gift that's, that's pushing and pressing upon us and being yeah. like, would you open to that? Would you open to that? And that's what lets you let people in. You know, I think to stand on unfamiliar territory and unfamiliar ground, is the, for a lot of people, the scariest thing to do. Yes. But if you can just begin that journey, take a small step, whatever that looks like, whether it's ethnicity, whether it's the business deal, it doesn't matter. But when you feel the difference of another human, if you don't onboard difference, now you're going to be in, indifferent 
and you're going to shield out. And now you're going to build freaking walls that yes. keep people out. And guess what? Boundaries aren't walls to keep people out. Healthy boundaries are ones that you create, that you let people in. You can build a better mm. relationship. That's a healthy boundary. When yes. I say I, I'm going to create something so that you and I can connect better. I get tripped up when I do this. So when you do this, I'll be like this. You can be exactly how you are, but I'll be like this because I want us to grow together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The least wow. courageous thing you can do, the least mm-hmm. cra- courageous thing you can do is create a war. That's the least courageous because now you're you're no longer that talking, is, right? That is the least courageous. Amen. Man, we we've we gone deep. We gone deep in here. <laughs> James, it's been a pleasure, man. Thank you so much for taking us through your journey, taking taking us through your motivations and mindset that's enabled you to grow and create these amazing experiences. We're going to take a quick short break and we'll come back. And James is going to share with us three hacks to take away on how to live a life with clarity. I will be right back. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Hey guys, welcome back. We've been talking to James Hepner, and you've been listening to us talk about the inner clarity and the what it takes to be what it takes to be accepting of wins and losses equally because without losses you don't appreciate the wins right i like to think that way so james is going to share with us three hacks to take away james take it away number one you must be an investigator (laughs) you must make the good news what's in front of you meaning you must desire to participate with it Mm -hmm. when something appears just let it be a nudge and if it's please accept it or not whatever it is if it's a painful thing if it's a joyous thing investigate it dig a little deeper pop the hood clarity is pop the hood have a little look but don't have a little look to support your confirmation bias that apparently you're the creme de la creme (laughs) Mm -hmm. and don't and if you feel threatened that you're not because of what you just experienced that you're seeing humanity remember seeing clearly is the second thing is to really crave reality if you don't see reality you're out in the weeds Because Mm. the first level is to see clearly what is, meaning to be okay with reality. Why would I take a camera and put Vaseline on it so I can see through (laughs) a murky lens? It just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. So investigate number one. Number two, onboard reality and be open to just seeing things as they are. When my son comes home from school and he got a 72 on his math exam, he thinks it's horrible, but what does the parent do? Why would, why don't we act more like the parent? The parent's like, Hey son, but now you get to see exactly where you're at. You get to know what you want to do, but if you want to do anything about it, you get to decide all it mm-hmm. does. It brings us to an invitation, not on our identity, but now we get to make new choice. The third thing about clarity is that when I, I want each one of you to ask yourself the question, where are you taking life and turning it to the bad news? What you take, what is fact? What is, and you turn it into the bad news. If you're proficient at it, I guarantee you, you will get very clear about one thing and that you are not needed or wanted. And that's BS. The good news is you're needed and wanted right now. Amen. The good news is who you are and what's stirring in you. 
The good news is that the anger, the compassion, the love, the frustration, all of the emotion, the experience, the art of experience is to take the emotion and let it point us to take next proper action. All that emotions do is they prime us, they get us ready, they point us in the direction, the arrow, so that we can take the next proper action. And mm -hmm. when I say proper action, the good news isn't that you have to stress yourself with taking the right step. Yeah. Because proper action, I'm not talking right step. I'm just taking take a sink. I'm talking about take a step. You're a courageous being. The good news is there's something stirring in you and it's designed to, to take from in your head, move down through your heart, and then it's got to come out your hands at some point in time. So do it. Let it come out of your hands. Create something with it. And let it serve that purpose because here's the thing. You got some 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 stuff in your life. Who doesn't have some stuff, some wounds or different things? Let those seasons of life, let those, let, let those massive wins in business, whatever they are, let it all belong, like you and I talk about, and let it all serve a helpful purpose. There's nothing wasted in this economy. I think you and I talked about there's nothing wasted in this God economy, whether mm -hmm. you're Muslim, you know, Christian, there's nothing wasted in this economy. Nothing. Yeah. But we have to see to it that we bring purpose to it. And that is when you bring the fulfillment. Let it come out of your hands like you're doing here, Janine. I love it so much. You're doing this podcast. You're letting it come out. You're letting yourself be seen and serve. Beautiful. Thank you, man. That was, that was amazing. That was glorious. Being able to, to sit in this moment, right? If you have to skip back. Go back. Write this down, right? What James shared, these three points. Mind-blowing. Thank you so much. I love the idea of cleaning your lens, right? When we're taking photos on, on our smartphone or with our cameras, we make sure that we don't, nobody touches that lens, right? Because we want to get a clean picture. <laughs> so you got to have a clean lens in your head to see what your life is about. So thank you for bringing that mm -hmm. to the forefront. All right, let's jump into these six questions that I like to ask my guests. You ready for this? As you rub your hands together, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a vicious one. I can see this. You're like, I'm going to get him here. <laughs> I'm ready. Let's see what happens. <laughs> it's going to be. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's that's all I'm I saying. That's all. Let's do it. No, I love awesome. it. I, I'm in for a good game. Let's do it. <laughs> what is the one hobby that you wish you got into? That I wish I would have got into. Mm -hmm. That I wish that I would get into. Oh boy, I don't want to be too deep on this. Deep on this, but I wish I would have honored the passions that I had from within me earlier. And mm. so it's like, um, music, music. Yep. I wish I could play the guitar, but me I was too. just, I, <laughs> it was just too hard. I'm like, this is too hard. Can I just play the bass? So I ended up doing that. <laughs> what I actually did, it's funny when you say guitar, my wife bought me a guitar years ago for Christmas. Yeah. And it's a really nice, it's like a beautiful guitar. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I was, you know, on YouTube and I think I took lessons with someone for a little bit and I'm like, ah, oh, you know how it is, life gets busy. And so what I actually did is I hung it on the wall and I'm like, hey, I get to just like observe being musical from here. <laughs> the only thing is that that invariably didn't do it for me. So now it's off the wall. It's it's, it's a story somewhere, but uh, I wish <laughs> I would have done that. There you go. <laughs> Music. <laughs> like, beautiful. I love it. Thank you so much. Next question. What did you want to be when you were a child? Oh, I wanted to be like my dad. My dad was a farmer. I wanted to be like him. But then when I, uh, in junior high, they asked questions like, what do you really want to be? And I remember kind of feeling ashamed of being a farmer, wanting to be a farmer. <laughs> so I said, I want to be a fireman. Not like I really mm -hmm. wanted to, but I was just like, I needed to put, anyway, farmer, there you go. Yeah. I, like I want, yeah, I wanted to produce something really is what mm -hmm. I wanted. And actually my dad uh, was a pastor of a mega church. And so mm -hmm. he's always helping people. Right. And so mega doesn't matter, but he's always helping. So I wanted to produce something of value. So there you go. I guess that's what I was really I love trying that. to do. So, yeah. Cause, cause when you, when you sow the seed and you, you see your plants grow, you can have tomatoes and, and vegetables in your garden. It's like, wow, I grew this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Which by the feel. way, right at my window here, I have some tomato plants that I, that I planted now. Nice. So to some degree I have my hands in the dirt and I love it. It's just so yeah. I get to water them. I get to mm -hmm. see it. And I actually had a really cool, you don't mind, I'll share a quick little story. Oh, of course, please. Last year, I planted two rows of carrots. One was an exotic carrot. It was a purple carrot. And the other one was mm -hmm. just a typical orange carrot. Mm -hmm. The exotic purple carrots grew like crazy and gave an abundant harvest. 
But the orange carrots didn't grow at all. And I remember thinking, oh, that was kind of useless that I planted them. And then I remember reflecting on myself going, James, do you only plant into life when it's guaranteeing a harvest to you? And I'm like, ooh, no more of that, right? So anyway, I remember looking at that, at that role that hadn't, and I'm like going, oh, these crazy carrots. And then I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. you can only appreciate when it brings increase? Come on. Anyway, there you go. <laughs> Farming. I love it. That's why you have the... The weekly wins and loss podcast, right? True. Gotta 100%. appreciate both of them. Yeah, both. You appreciate the night. You appreciate the day because it recharges you. The entire life is waves, ups and downs. Without them, you're dead. Yes. And think about an air. Think about when we go to an air show, for example, and you see mm -hmm. a plane. If the plane just comes back at a static speed, it's kind of boring. Yeah. But if the plane comes by and also the guns it throttle and then it goes slow and then gun that's we want to feel that kind of that's stuff. That's what we, we like. Want. That. <laughs> that's, that's life. That's what we want. That's exactly. What we want. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love that analogy. Next question. What is your favorite movie or TV show? And if not, how about a book? Oh, I had a, a guest on my podcast a little while ago. And this guy looked a little like El Pacino. And he kind of acts like El Pacino. And I said... <laughs> I just mentioned to him, he goes, I never heard that before, but he goes, and I can't believe people haven't said that because he actually acts kind of like that like mystical and he can handle a lot and really fascinating mm -hmm. guy. And he says to me, so my favorite show, we just finished watching it and I'm not really a TV person. Sure. Um, I do like movies and if they're based on a true story or like they mm -hmm. really bring some meaning or value and I can play sure. But if it's just like inter pure entertainment, I'm not really that into it. Okay. But this show it's called, so for those that have Amazon prime, Amazon prime, um, look up the show hunters. Hunters. It's incredible. Okay. It's got a really twisted end. There's a lot of killing and murders, which I don't really love that. Sure. But it's just part of the story. But El Pacino, just the way he handles the show, it's incredible. Nice. Hunters. I'm going to have to check it out. I've got some yeah. Amazon Prime time. Next question. This is a good one because a lot of people are like, wow, I never thought of it that way. Uh -huh. So what movie would you choose if you, James, got to play a character in it? movie would I choose if I get to play a character in it? And again, I'm going to fully disclose, I think I already did. I'm not much of a movie person, so I forget sure. movies just like that. But <laughs> let's say, okay, ask me the question again. What movie would I choose if I got to play the character, in it? the, the, the mm -hmm. prime character? Yeah. Mm, this is so random. I have no idea where this comes from. But here's the thing. I One of the things that I really learned in life is to mm -hmm. open up to laughter and just laugh like, from the belly right yeah and uh so my kids always laugh because um laugh when they were young i said let's watch a funny movie so i said let's watch ernest goes to camp and they didn't like that <laughs> you know jim carrey because apparently he's hurting himself and they're like oh poor mm -hmm. soul and he's like, like yeah. you know my kids don't don't they were really young they didn't like it and they're like oh we don't yeah. like so for me it's like dumb and dumber i don't know why but that movie comes to mind, and I actually don't remember much of the movie at all. Yeah, uh, yeah. Jim, Jim, you know, Jim Carrey can be very eccentric. All mm -hmm. that I happen to know is I think it, it that movie reveals somebody really enjoying themselves. And honestly speaking, yeah, actually, the reason that I do most of what I do is for me to enjoy what's coming out from within me. Yeah. I do a lot of preparation, but mm -hmm. when it's time, like you and I here, I do a talk with people or I do a coaching call. It's just me and the client. So I really observe and enjoy just what's coming from me and I enjoy mm. the same from the other person. So just real time presence and what it co-creates together. There you go. Dumb and dumber, that. whatever that means. It's Dumb not really, it's, it's, sorry, it's very random. <laughs> it is not random at all because life has its own plans. True. Right. <laughs> That's good. Um, <laughs> next question is also movie based, but not necessarily okay. comic books. Maybe who is your favorite superhero? Hmm. Well, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is the um, who is the gentleman mm -hmm. that is? Uh, oh yeah, I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting the, the superhero. What does he do? Yeah, he's wearing all this armor. So Elon Musk is projected as this Iron Man. I love Iron Man. I love Tony you know Stark. What? Mm -hmm. Oh, I love it because I love innovation. Like years ago, I was invited by Richard Branson to his island. Uh, mm -hmm. for, an, for an innovation session, whatever. And I nice. got this email. I didn't go because I, I, you know, I ended up in my I conflict in, in my schedule, but only a few sure. people get, get to go over here and I was invited. So I felt really cool. And so I've, I've always 
to me, that email that I got from Richard Branson, it was a cool moment because like I said, oftentimes the innovation that I created in my brain when I was a child, it wasn't heard. Plus then I began to not appreciate it in me. And mm -hmm. what's interesting is it seems like as I keep going, the world is so generous and every now and again, a little, you know, get a little sprinkle and the sprinkle is you're invited here because you are someone that likes to pull it apart. Not mm -hmm. so you can just keep it all apart, pull it apart so you can bring it back together, but not yeah. like cement it down as absolute, but you're always keeping things pliable and open. Mm -hmm. So yeah, anyway, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Man, I like that. Yeah, that Iron Man. Good. So he is that for me. He's just shooting up and then coming back down. And it's, I love it. I love it. And his brain is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I love, I love Iron Man as well. He's my favorite. And uh, in the movie, the movie series that he was in, you could actually see the growth that he did and his entire trajectory of who he was to who he became giving his life to save the whole world right so it's it really beautiful how what he what he was able to do and grow so i love that about him because it shows humanness it shows mm -hmm. that we are able to grow we are not able you know we're not we're not limited by who we are. Mm -hmm. We can continue to grow and create somebody who is better. I to mean, me, it makes actually a lot of sense. But I think the reason that I picked him, you know, I wanted to be a farmer to grow something of value, right? So there you go, the purpose and a passion. And then I still get to experience the thrusting of life, like throttle mm -hmm. up and then the throttle down. I get to the feel throttle. all that emotion, right? I love it. <laughs> Man, I love the, the carrot story was, is that's gonna stick for a while mm, yeah mm -hmm. yeah that was a humbling one for me yeah mm -hmm. yeah but it was a meaningful one but anyway it is 100 percent. It, it it just goes to show that you got to continue giving without expecting anything back that's right that's right yeah yeah so last question mm -hmm. from this roster if you were a board game what would it be <laughs> If I was a board game, what would it be? I'd love to be the board game Monopoly. That's a great question, by the mm -hmm. way. I love that question. Here's why. I think the board game Monopoly brings so many of what What do I do when I feel like I'm winning and losing? And it's mm -hmm. just like this random, you're dicing. It's, yeah. it's just the most ridiculous game ever. Is, yeah. But then there's mm -hmm. strategy involved. So, so yeah. there's tons of luck, mm -hmm. but there is strategy. And... And then it's like observing what people do when they lose and all of a sudden it wants to team up. Like in, in my extended family, when I go and spend time with my four brother-in-laws, what's happened is we discovered that we could start teaming up. But now what happens, we start the game and this is where it gets really crazy. We start yeah. the game, we look around, we haven't diced anywhere. We're like, I'll team up with you, I'll team up. <laughs> like, it's no, stop. <laughs> stop. We're teaming up. You got that property. I got this property. Let's, let's... yeah. So I love it. Like awesome. the game, you'd be able to observe kind of the, the craziness of, of mm -hmm. like how, how the human uh, does everything yeah. to apparently get to the top of some ladder. Like I'm at the top of the creme to the creme. You lose and I feel good that you lose. You know what I mean? So I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> oh, man, come on. That's, that's, that's something else. Yeah, man. I love, I love all that you shared, man. This was such a fun conversation. Thank you so much, James for enabling me to you know take this journey with you uh where can these superpreneurs listening to this episode find you i love it thanks for asking they can find me by simply going to my website which is www.jameshepner.com and um i have on that page you can find my podcast i have a bit of a blog um, primarily what you're going to likely come for is you're going to come to investigate what would it look like mm. to perhaps learn how to build that musculature of onboarding a win and a loss in real time because unless you can do that you're missing out of real life mm. half of life is going to be perceived as a loss so unless you can build that musculature and so i have a weekly wins and losses virtual global call and that happens every Friday at noon. So for that, you'll see on that webpage, jamesheppner.com, go to uh, weekly or just wins and losses, halfway down, click on join the next Friday call. There you'll go through a live experience with me and many others. And it's a really beautiful one where mm. you come to master the art of being prepared for anything. And what I mean to say is I don't know another, um, um, and I, I'm a little biased. This is my platform, honestly. I'm biased. I'll be honest. <laughs> but honestly, I... I think we have to find a way to let our losses just be revealed. Like the sting of the loss, we need to find a way of having that be 
removed or just moved to where it needs to be. And that is yeah. life is just life. Like you win, you lose, it's all game. So let's just take it in. And so what we do on these calls is I do a little teaching and then everybody gets to share a win and a loss and you mm -hmm. get to do the same if you like. And of course, what happens is throughout all of that, you shed all those stings from the week so that the next week when you begin, you start with a clean slate and it isn't the nice. biased slate of only wanting to see what you want to see. Because if you just want to see what you want to see and you're running from the loss, you're not going to activate a massive purpose for yourself. You won't. Your passion will be like small. It'll be super small. So there's that. And then, of course, the one-on-one -on -one coaching. For any of the, uh, you that is interested in one-on-one -on -one coaching, uh, and of course, you know, there will be a select few, but for those that are, you know who you are. You're going to feel a nudge. Like, i got to check this out. And please trust me, I'm not the wise one, but together we co-create. Just like, you know, Janae, you and I did over here. You came yeah. ready to play. I came ready to play. Where two are gathered, there something new erupts. Some people say there the God erupts, there's a new thought, whatever it is. But the needed new perspective comes into this place yes. and it just stirs and say, like, it's the magic that arrives, right? And so this is for those that are really hungry. The one thing I should say um, on that is I currently have... I just decided, you know, because of, you know, interest rates going up, inflation going up with the mm -hmm. war, there's so much uncertainty. I've made myself available to listeners now for a 45 minute, no charge consultation. It's rare. Nice. I've never done this before, but I've said I've got to walk alongside people in a deeper way than I ever have. So I've opened myself up completely. And I've said, if that's what you want, it's, it's no strings attached, strategic, it's business slash life consultation. We're going to go through what your life looks like. And it's the only thing that I can think of where I can get right down into your life story. And then we can work some things out to kind of get you pointed in the direction of empowerment once again. And it's not positive thinking platitude crap. I don't, I don't do that. Mm -hmm. It's taking the facts, keeping them intact and using that and turning our face towards it and letting that be the good news where we can go forward. So I love that. Man, thank you so much, James. This, I'm excited. I'm excited to go listen to your episodes and maybe I'll join one of these sessions. So thank you so much for sharing. Man, this was so much fun talking with you. Thanks again so much. We'll definitely keep in touch because I love your mind. I love all the stories you shared and it looks like you've got some kids. I've got some kids and you know we have a lot of common uh, over there and I know Vancouver is a beautiful place for skiing oh look us up next time you come you know. Whistler, whatever you do look us up my friend we'll go for dinner or whatever we end up doing but thanks for that. and i would love to continue so however that looks like for you my friend i uh Absolutely. no no i really appreciate you and I, and I and i was honored to be on your show i think you're running a class act here and you know you're just willing to be fully human that's what i mean it's, it's not based on perfection but you're saying hey listen i'm here i'm with you people i'm gonna bring these 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 raw humans on the show and i just really yeah. honor you thank you yeah. thank you man it's this yeah. It's like I, like I mentioned, this is my favorite thing to do on every level because we get to we get to see each other, you know, and not yourself and so good. being open. Yeah. So thank you again so much, man. Take care. All right. Take care. See ya. Bye. See ya. Thank you for listening to Hacks and Hobbies. You can find additional information on the guest today on the website hacksandhobbies.com. Please feel free to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on upcoming interviews with amazing guests.